Hello and welcome to Sports Girls podcast. This week we are focusing on Camogie and I'm delighted to be joined by our pundit Lauren Gilfoyle and later on we will have Meath captain Jane Dolan. So Lauren, busy day today in Camogie. Two Division 1 semi-finals, Kilkenny and Cork. Kilkenny defeated their um, old rivals Cork and then we had Galway had a 2-14 to four points win over Limerick. Yeah, it was a, a, a pretty poor day in terms of weather for uh, two Kongi semi-finals, um, and I suppose it was the weather that uh, prevented the two from being a doubleheader. And I think an awful lot of the supporters that uh, attended either semi-final would have loved to have seen both games played together. Um, I suppose when you're looking at the results, uh, Kilkenny coming through over Cork, um, I suppose that's a, 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 a fixture that's gone either way, and. Um, Looking to the second one, then Galway a comprehensive victory over Limerick, and I think that's what the the, the more surprising result of the day. Um, they had the two fourteen four points was, was was the final score there, and I know like from what we're seeing on on Twitter that that match was played in, in pretty much a blizzard, um, so I'm sure that had its part to play. But um, I think uh, the the most dis- disappointed manager tonight will be the Limerick manager. You said to me that you had been to the, the Cork-Kilkenny game. Always good affairs, but as you said, the weather played its part today. It did, and oh, did we have all four seasons below in WIT. Um, I suppose both teams came out and it was dry and sunny, and then the heavens opened, but it stopped again come uh, the, the, the opening whistle. And uh, try again until just before half time, so the girls got soaked as they were going in, and again second half dry. Uh, so they had an awful lot to deal with, obviously with, with uh, very wet gear, playing in dry conditions, and the and the flip side of that as well. Um, the wind was was very very strong, and uh, Kikini actually won the toss initially and chose to defend the wind in in the first half. We were speaking to Anne Dawson after the game, and she mentioned that. Uh, which is pretty surprising, I suppose, because um, it kind of goes against the green, really. And um, most teams would decide to play with the wind, given that uh, they aren't fatigued in the first half. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but they definitely dealt with, with that bit better. Um, they they did go in a point down at half time. I don't think Cork maybe used the wind to their advantage as much as they could. Um, but yeah, the, the weather was absolutely atrocious and a fair play to the girls that did play there today. I suppose you're looking at those two teams again for an All-Ireland final. No disrespect to the others around. Definitely, but I think like Galway have been, have been there there about the last couple of years. Like in the 2017 semi-final, Cork and Galway played out an absolute cracker here in the Gaelic grounds. I'm only living down the road from it. Um, that match went to extra time and I think Cork only won by a point and they went on to win the All-Ireland then by a point. Um, so Galway are definitely knocking on the door and like it, it's their first time getting back into that league final since about 2015, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think there definitely is a top three there. I suppose we are seeing Cork and Kilkenny uh, get to the, the the ultimate final. I suppose the last, the last couple of years, um, but I think Galway are probably trying to push their way into that. Um, and I suppose they, given the fact of that draw with Cork, they uh, got their way to the uh, opposite semi final and are now in in the league final, having beaten Limerick. And um, but there definitely is a bit of a divide. Like once you go beyond. 
those top three, we probably had the likes of Limerick and Tipperary. Just below that, Dublin and Clare as well, maybe just below that again. Um, but there definitely is a little bit of a, a, a step up once you go um, into the, the Cork, the Kilkenny's and the Galway's. Uh, so it, it's no surprise really that Galway are after making their way back into that top three. It's obviously disappointing to see that Wexford have pretty much dropped out of that um, because they would have been a mainstay over the past couple of years. But they do have problems of their own and I'm sure we might mention that later on. Yeah, and we'll go through the other results of the day. Um, in Division 2, Group 1, um, Meath had a 5.23 win over Carlo. Um, former Longford manager, uh, hurling manager Ray Gavin is over Meath and I'm absolutely delighted for him there unbeaten in that group. Tipperary had a 111-14 win over Cork. And then in Group 2, we had Westmead defeated Wexford 5-6-1-3. Uh, in Group 3, Derry had a 4-7 to 2-5 win over Antrim and Kilkenny's second team defeated Dublin 1-6 to 1-2. So, um, any of those results stand out for you, Lauren? Well, I suppose what stood out to me was probably the the low-scoring game between Carlo and me. I think it was a three, uh, three points to 2 to 5. Again, you're probably looking at the conditions there when it comes to that. Um, in with regards to the other results, I think Tipperary beating Cork, um, Cork's second team, Again, you're probably looking there at the fact that they did win the intermediate title last year. So I, I'm pretty sure that makes their intermediate team from last year in a, ineligible to play intermediate again this year. Um, so that's probably explaining that fixture or, or, or that result. Um, but an awful lot of work is going into Tipperary underage level. Tipperary actually beat the, the Cork minor team last week as well, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, but I think it's testament to the work that's been put in at the underage uh, structure in Tipperary that their second team is now able to compete at those higher levels. Um, and I suppose looking down to the rest of the results, um, I pretty much going kind of with the grain, I suppose, with, with, with the rest of those results. Westmead was a fantastic victory over over Wexford. Um, pretty high scoring there as well, five goals and uh, two easy feet. Yeah, and uh, we give Division 3 a mention. Clare defeated Tyrone 4-12 to 1-3. Kildare beat Roscommon 2-7 to 4 points. And Limerick second team 5-16 to 1-4 winners over Wicklow. So a very good win for Clare. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I think, like again, it's the second team, which was you kind of have to question if it's um, if it's overly fair on the on the likes of Tyrone, yeah. you know, trying to put it out that, that their first team try and build up the culture of Camogie um, in in Tyrone. Um, so there is arguments for and against. I, I, I very much do like the LGFA structure in that you know counties are graded and that there are no second teams in each of those um, different tiers. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I think like when you're looking at the likes of four twelve to to one three, like you have to ask the question, you know, what what is that doing for a promotion of Camogie and Tyrone? We'll go away from intercounty and just mention Schlockneil. Unbelievable, you know, the last three years, three in a row winners. I suppose for a lot of neutrals, they were looking to see because St Martin's first time in it, they'd love to see St Martin's win it. But um, there's always something, you know. I think a lot of people have a soft spot for um, Slocknia because it's such a tiny little parish, and you know the way Camogie, Gaelic football, and hurling is just so strong there. Yeah, I think it's really romantic story to the Slough Neil um, club like it, it, it is one of those clubs that nearly everyone 
was kind of delighted to see do well. Um, I they are a little club right up there in in Derry, but they they've created such a culture around GA, and I I I, I love the fact that I suppose their ladies football team and their community team is very much a part of it, and that they don't at all seem segregated uh, from the, the 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 men side of things, um, and it, it's even obvious to see like when there is such a huge crowd from Slatnia down in Crow Park, and what about three in a row? Um, it's a, a fantastic achievement. I think when you look at it in context as to where the the, the Derry senior Camogie team are, and then where Slatnia yeah. are. At the, they're actually doing Trojan work over over the past few years, and they they haven't done it the easy way. They've beaten a very very strong Saint Martin's team. They've beaten Thomas's from Galway on a number of occasions. They've they've really been the cream of the crop, and they've been tested. And there's no fluke um, here as such. Like maybe their their provincial uh, wins maybe haven't been like the, the provincial games haven't been at the same standard perhaps as Munster or Leinster. But when they get into the All Ireland series, they are tested and they, they, they come through each time. Exactly. Um, I just want to mention something to you, Lauren. 2020 campaign, everyone's on about, and it's been absolutely brilliant. But someone commented to me, and I said, you know what, I'm going to look into it, that, you know, we, so much talk of the ladies' football and things like that, that Camogie's kind of lagging a bit behind in the campaign. You know, we don't see too many Camogie players out there. Yeah, and I think looking at well, obviously on Friday, we, we definitely had a real push in the 2020 campaign. And I suppose, like, we, we definitely saw an awful lot of the ladies footballers coming yeah. out and um, all guns blazing on Friday. And I, I, I don't know, was that a directive from the WGPA or was that from the Ladies Football Association or was it just the players themselves? Um, I, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but like I know we we we've seen the 2020 um, initiative in in motion now the last couple of last couple of months and it it really is being driven by the players themselves and um, we we are starting to see a little bit more in terms of media coverage but I think I saw a tweet there the other day um, in in one of the national newspapers there was 99 people pictured and they were all yes, male. male so yeah. we. <laughs> We definitely have a, a a little bit of a way to go, and I think even just speaking about Slackney, like it had that happened in in a male equivalent, I'm yeah. sure we would have been bombarded with media coverage. It, it really didn't get the coverage it deserved. I don't think. Do you see Ashley Maloney's goal? Um, Ashley was our, our guest last week on um, Sports Girls podcast, and we're just talking a goal against Cork. Cork, Cork yeah. Yeah. you know, in all fairness, if that had been one of the Cork male players, or you know, from another county, you know, it would be shown and shown again, or you know, one of the websites would have picked up and said, "Look at this fantastic goal!" But because it was just Tipperary Cork, and it was in the ladies' league, you know, nothing really made of it. Yeah, I think again, like the, the twenty twenty initiative, it, it needs to be driven by every kind of stakeholder. I think it, it's fantastic that the players have really gotten behind it, um, but I suppose the players aren't going to write their own articles. <laughs> so I think it, like it, it needs there needs to be a bit more genuine interest. I think from the different media publications in in order to see the twenty percent improvement in, in media coverage to be achieved. Um, so I think that's probably where we're still lacking just a little bit. I have to say, speaking of coverage, Littlewood's absolutely great, you know, having the games and everything. Is it something that they're going to do the whole time now um, because of the reaction, because people are, you know, with the LGFA 
doing Facebook Live and Little Woods with their coverage of the Camogie. It's great to see. Well, it's absolutely fantastic. And the reaction that the live streams have been getting getting is unprecedented really and at the, at the, at the start of the, the National Camogie League we did set the aim of 100,000 views and we have surpassed that by a lot I tell you and I think the official figures are going to be coming out this week because today was our last live stream um, of that competition but I know the uh, the interest is most definitely there from Littlewoods to continue that next year obviously now their sponsorship um, of Camogie has ended for for this year after the the upcoming league uh, finals, um, as Allianz then take over as sponsors for the senior championship. Um, so I I really do hope that there is something implemented, be it from the Camogie Association or Allianz or or, or, or a combined effort, uh, that, that this is continued into the summer, because as we know we we, we don't get to see any more televised Camogie until I suppose the, the quarter final semi final stage, and that's not going to be till August. Um, so I really do think that the streams have, have been, the desire was there to have them and they most definitely have been answered in terms of the viewership. Um, but I think there was a couple, like, it was like 40 to 50,000 on, on some of the earlier live streams between you think about it is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and viewers from all over Ireland um, and, and the, the rest of the world. And I do know even some of the teams are like that have been showcased and are delighted in the sense that then they get to go back and rewatch the game because again like we're looking at funding for teams and like not every team is able to to, to pay a sports statistician or to pay a videographer to take their their, their games. I know the Corks and the Galways of this world do, but when you're looking at the Limericks and the Clares, they they don't um, essentially have that kind of money to set aside. And from speaking to them. They've been delighted to be able to go back online and actually watch the game again and dissect it for their own benefit. Uh, but the the interest is definitely there from Littlewood to continue it. And I think that's just because it's the, the response has just been improved. Yeah, because the LGFA have made great strides in the last couple of years. And I wouldn't like to see, you know, the camogie kind of falling behind. The more games, the more mm-hmm. live streams, the more players that are out there and when we get to know the players you know that's how you oh, get supporters oh definitely and I think like we obviously need to sh- you, need, you need to showcase some of your product before you're going to commit to, to buying it and then in this sense it's about trying to reel people in even if they're just going to watch a 5 10 minute clip on Facebook that, that might incentivise them to come out the next day and to go support their team. And from the players' perspective, it's been nothing but positive um, over, over the last couple of weeks when speaking to the girls again at different games. You know, like uh, on camera, they're obviously chatting about the game, but once the cameras are turned off, all, all they're saying is, you know, thanks a million for, for, for putting in the effort. Um, just people just want to see this game and they might have friends and family. And often people say, People do be commenting on the live streams. You know, I'm a, I'm a cousin of this player or a sister of that yeah. player, and they actually get to watch their relative playing. And it's just that little thank you, I suppose, to the players, but it's even a thank you, Nari, to the families and supporters as well. Uh, you know, when you talk about that, and I'm looking at Longford Hurling because we would be way down at the bottom, and I find they're so appreciative of coverage. And it's like the Camogie now are getting that now that, you know, Anything you do, just to give you know a bit of a boost, aren't they so appreciative? Absolutely, and I think it's it's really heartwarming because we should really be thanking them. Yeah, you know, like for their sport. I think of my own player, yeah, like they're training week in week out, and like 
it's it should be the other way around, you know, that we're going to you know, thanks for pulling on the clear jersey today. Um so it it, it is it does it does really highlight like the discrepancies between the male game and, and the female game. Um, but like what games we've gotten over the last couple of weeks. Sports Talk would like to welcome me full forward Jane Dolan to the show. Jane is a six-time Camogie All-Star soaring star winner. Um, she's been outstanding for the Royal County over the last number of years. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you. Jane, Jane, we'll just talk about this year and things going ever so well for me. I suppose Mr. Gavin will probably um, deserve a bit, a bit of praise for that. But, you know, it must have been tough last year, been relegated, but fantastic. Unbeaten in your group in Division 2 as you try to bounce back um, to Division 1. Yeah, no, in fairness, uh, last year was very, very, it was a tough, tough uh, slog. But um, this year, Ray coming in has been brilliant. It's uh, been kind of a new lease of life, which I think we needed. But in fairness, it's been, uh, there's been all the girls have come back. We've all given it a good, uh, um, as much as we could. And so far, so good. We've had a good record. And I know the girls, I wasn't at the game today, but I know the girls pulled out uh, another win against Carlo. Um, so we're, we're there or thereabouts. So hopefully we can, we can go all the way now. I know Ray from his time as um, Longford Hurling manager. There's something infectious about him. He's very honest. That's the one thing about about Ray is what you see is what you get. Is that what you found with him? And how how do you uh, rate him so far? Yeah, no, in fairness to him, he's a, he's a really really lovely guy. Um, and so far, like I know, he's been really honest and really upfront with everybody who he's been dealing with in the in the camp. And um, I have to say personally, I think he's a really lovely guy. Um, and so far, so good. Like he's done everything that he said that he would, uh, and he's been he's been really advising and and open to everybody. And I think that's a that's a big thing when you're coming into a setup where we've uh, the history in in Mead, we've had this kind of same setup for the last few years, and it's 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 obviously going to be challenging somebody new coming in. But I think everybody's just taking to him like everybody really really. It's on with him, and he's he's a good guy, and it's hard not to, like it's impossible yeah. not to get on with him. In fairness to him, he's a good guy, uh, so that's that's half the battle. Like um, I don't think there's, there's any reason why nobody would get on with him. Yeah, um, I was just talking to Lauren earlier on just about the Camogie coverage so far, and Little was doing the live streaming of games. Though for counties like Meath, you probably still are looking for more exposure. Um, how do you find uh, media? You know, would you get much publicity from local media? Yeah, like in fairness, the last uh, so the last couple of years that we've been we've been playing, obviously we came from intermediate up to seniors, mm. and that does make a big difference in terms of the media presence and um, people contacting you to interviews and all that kind of crack. But more so on the like on the team level and. Say if you're playing in an All Ireland final, you're obviously on TV and all that crack. But in terms of uh, as it stands at the moment, yeah, we're probably not getting the same coverage as what probably needs to be. And I know there's a big push from the WGPA and there's a big push from even the ladies football side as well. Yeah. There's it's it, 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 there's a big push across the board to try and make women's sport more out there, but it, it's still probably not taking that step. Um. Yeah, because Lauren mentioned earlier on about, you know, the 2020 campaign. And I was just saying that 
I find that, you know, a lot of it's soccer, uh, rugby and ladies football. But, um, Lauren, you were just saying and even yourself about, you know, um, it's up to maybe the sports to try and push people out. And Camogie's kind of lagging a bit behind, aren't they, Lauren? Well, yeah, I think it definitely, it, it, it can, should come from the top down a little bit more, even just encouragement. Um, Towards players, towards different journalists, towards even time to CRO. Um, I think if it could have a little bit more organisation, a little bit more of a push to drive, maybe even some training um, to, to, to local CROs and, and whatnot, it'll probably make life a little bit easier. Um, and I suppose, like what I'm saying, with, with regards to CROs, maybe just kind of encouraging the like those PROs to go to local media to, to give them match reports, to give them scorers, to give them photos. You know, if, if we can make life a little bit easier for everyone, it's going to, I suppose, make coverage that a little bit more in depth. And in fairness, I'm, I'm involved in the WGPA, so there's, there's a, I, I'm aware of everything that's going on. Um, and in fairness, they, the WGPA has been brilliant for everything in terms of pushing Camogie. In fairness, they're obviously the WGPA is football and Camogie, but they've really put a push on Camogie. Football is obviously that little bit ahead of Camogie. Um, but no, I am fully aware of it. They are pushing it, and, and I think everybody in, in women's sport is pushing it, but it probably still needs a little bit more of a of a, a kick to get to that next level. But I think, in fairness, between where I see me, like when I look where I am and what these Camogie is doing between now and like say even five or ten years ago, it's a completely different world and everything has moved on massively. But there's probably, that's still a little bit more that we can all do and everybody can do, but it is in fairness moving in the right direction, but maybe not at the same pace in every county that probably needs to be. I think maybe the start of it is, Lauren, the, the streaming of games. Yeah, I think if you can like showcase what the sport can offer, um, you're going to make it more attractive to, to go to matches because I think ultimately that's what we, what we want to see happen. Um, I know the tagline of 2020 is can't see, can't be. Um, so if we, if we can get more parents bringing their young girls to matches, um, I think that's obviously the, the main target. But to get them there, they, they need to know what's on offer. And I think the streaming has started to has started to offer that service to people that they in in the comfort of their own home because not too many travel to Waterford today given the the conditions. Um, they can they sort of figure out what they're missing and maybe plan to go the next day. Yeah, because the thing about it is, Jane, there is a product out there. Myself and Lauren were saying it. You know, it is a fantastic product. Yet I found that Camogie hit the headlines this year with the Wexford game. You know, with the Wexford Camogie, instead of people talking about what games what great games there was in the league yeah in fairness though like that, that's a headline and people are always going to talk about when, when there's something controversial or there's something to talk about they will uh, obviously Wexford are a county where they've been, had so much success and when it comes when there's something like that that happens that uh, I suppose it's easy to, to poke holes and, and and try and, and find problems with what's going on in other counties when maybe it's not happening in, in other places but at the end of the day, I suppose we're all trying to do the same thing, and we're all—I know—with Wexford, looking at them, their their first team is obviously they've had so much success, and from my, I suppose, 
uh, limited knowledge of what's going on in, in, in their own camp. It looks like they have more people out with their junior team than they do with the senior team, and that's obviously an internal thing. Mm. But and, and none of us can know what's going on internally. Um, but it, it just seems like that that's something that they need to sort out themselves. And it's kind of... Obviously, Wexford is such an unbelievable setup that all of us, like say the likes of me, we would look up to them, obviously. But on their like on their second team role, we would find ourselves we'd be well capable of taking them on. And even on the senior team, they would have been at such a high level for so long, and that's what we're all striving for. But it just shows the fickleness of any team and any setup. If you if you mess with it and you don't have a proper setup, like. And if you take the weaker counties, if you get a decent setup and you can you can get things right, there's no reason why no none of the weaker teams can put it up against the senior team and the better team, and vice versa. If the senior teams don't have the the setup that is meant to, or the I suppose the the uh, setup that you would expect to be, which seems to be what has happened with Wexford, if that doesn't happen. There's no reason why any of any other team can't take them on or anything. That's kind of my my view. Because <laughs> James, like I Wexford were, in, were were supposed to be involved in that relegation playoff today with Offaly, and I I just love to know I suppose like what have Mead taken from playing at, in that top two? I know you said earlier that it was a pretty hard slog, and I know you did some pretty heavy defeats um, but I suppose it's just about trying to, to, to bridge the gap but I suppose in retrospect now I'm, I'm sure that you're looking at last year as having learned an awful lot of lessons Yeah well no, in fairness last year right, we we obviously went out and we, we tried to do our best and that's as any mm-hmm. team would and when you're going to when you when you come from intermediate and when you come from Division 2 all you want to do is play Division 1 all you want to do is play senior that's what every team in the county mm. or in the in the country should be aiming for. It's the best of the best. But I suppose last year we were kind of coming from we came from winning the intermediate. We were on obviously on a high. We lost a couple of players out through injury, a couple of players out through travelling. I know myself, I was out through injury, and it was a tough it was a tough year. Just things just didn't go right for us from day one, and that's fine. And I suppose excuses are excuses, but. At the end of the day, like you can you can do as good as you can do, but you have to put the effort in from day one. And we obviously did, and we did our best, but our best wasn't good enough last year. Um, mm-hmm. I think if we had the same team this year as we did last year, uh, sorry, the, the team that we have got this year, if we had them last year, it might have been a slightly different story. It might not have been the same story. It could have been a slightly different story, but that's, that's going to happen year on, year out. You're never going to have the same team, you're never going to have the same results. But I think last year, it, it's tough. It's tough when you go up into the, into the upper rungs, but in fairness, that's where, that's where you need to be. If you want to be the best, you have to be playing the best. That's just the way it goes. We were talking about the, the divisions earlier on, um, Jane, and we we're just saying that, um, you know, Tyrone were playing, but it was against um, Clare's junior team. And do you think that there should be a different system, you know, to allow counties like Tyrone, you know, Derry, um, Roscommon, you know, that there wouldn't be kind of traditional Camogie counties, but to allow them to be competitive? Yeah, like in fairness, five years ago, me and even now, we're probably, we're not a traditional team in fairness ever when it comes to Camogie, but we've proved our point. Um, I think 
I actually, I, I, I don't have a problem with the, the second team in, in every county because in fairness, that's the whole of the intermediate uh, setup at the moment. The majority of the teams are the second teams of the senior teams. And it's great when it comes to, like, I know when we first went up to intermediate when we were playing the likes of the Corks and the Kilkenny's and the, and the um, Tipperary's and that, I know it's their second team. It's probably not the same, but you're still getting a really, really good game. And they're, like, all those girls, they're all playing, they're all training with the senior team. So there is a lot to be said for but on the, on the flip side, I think when you go below intermediate, there probably is an argument for when you're not, when, if it's the second team, but it's below the intermediate standard for the intermediate teams to get up to the intermediate, for the junior teams to get up to the intermediate standard. Maybe there is a, an argument for that, but in saying that though, it all comes down to the standard of play and, I think no matter what team you're playing, you want to be playing at a higher standard. And the only way you're going to get better is by playing a higher standard. That's, that's, that's my view. I suppose playing in Division 1 for you, you know, all those nights, you know, of muck and dirt and, you know, having to put on put in those hearts, it was all worth it. Yeah, at the end of the day, like, oh, I suppose maybe not Division 1 because he probably didn't do uh, as well as he did. But it's a fantastic achievement for you. Yeah, I'm like, all you want to do is play the better. Like when you're when you're going out and you're playing the likes of Cork or Kenny or or Waterford or any of the, the top tier teams, that's what you want to be doing. And there's and uh, I suppose in in my heart, I know there's no reason why Meads can't be up there. And I know looking at the girls that are there in our in our setup, we are as good as any of the teams. Once we get our once we get our setup right and we get everything together, there's no reason why we can't compete. There's obviously the top couple of teams that are that little bit ahead of any other team that's fair but there's no reason why any other team in the country can't compete if you can get your setup right and you can get your your mindset right there's no reason why any team can't compete and I'm a firm believer in that I know once you have the talent which I know in need we definitely have but it's just trying to get people to believe that they have that in them and, and going into it Jane, even looking to the club game in, in Mead, like the, your junior A and junior B all Ireland club champions um, in there with with Comesson and Retoth, um, that's really a push, like a, it just incentive, I suppose, to try and push on in Mead that you do have the players now. It's just to try and make things work at a, as a county setup and try and bring those club players together. Yeah, like 100%. Like, in fairness to, to Megan uh, Pines, she's been like the, the vein through the team for the last couple of mm. years. She's She's amazing. She's brilliant. And uh, she obviously plays county football as well. So she's a lot of toing and froing and she's coming from one game to another. I don't know how she actually does it, but <laughs> she, she, uh, in fairness to her, she's, she's an animal. <laughs> I, I might say it to her. She's brilliant. Um, but no, like, uh, when it comes to, to Need Kamogi and on the, the, um, county board setup and fairness did them, they pushed us and we, we have a great, um, county, county setup in terms of, in fairness to Camassin, they've done unbelievable over the last few years, and they've they've like uh, on the county setup. And when well, I play with club, there's really no competing there. In fairness, and they're miles ahead of the majority of the club teams in in me. Um, and they proved it. And in fairness, you can't take that away from them. I'm saying we're toast. In fairness, them on the ETB decided to do so good this year, um, and it's great to have that coming through. And that's all positive and it's all building and it's just trying to get all those girls to come out and play with county teams because that's the the main uh, objective like when you have club teams performing that at that such a high level 
on the county setup, you want those girls playing with you. Um, so we're, I suppose, that's in, in Meath Camogie, that's the aim. It's trying to get the best team out on the day. At the moment, maybe we're not doing that, but I, I don't think we're a million miles off that either. I suppose the commitment level for uh, inter-county is something that, you know, kind of puts people off. Is that what you find? Yeah, I'm very, like it's tough. It is, and like there's no denying it. It's, it's very tough. Like, and I know myself. I'm kind of probably at the latter end of my career. And um, when it comes to work, I'm I'm probably more um, more work intensive than I'm, I'm under pressure with work that I um um probably been pulled more so that direction as I would have been when maybe when I was in college. Um, but I know, like in fairness, it is a lot to ask girls to commit to when it comes to. You're training two, three nights a week. You've got your club team as well. You've got a game at the weekend. You need to, um, and then you need to be doing your own thing too. You need to be doing your own gym sessions, which we have, and you need to be doing your own uh, running and all that side of things. So it's not just a, a two or three night a week uh, commitment. It's, it's a, it's a seven-day week commitment. You can't just say that you're going to play county and not do it and put your full commitment into it. But, the, but in fairness... That's not just the same for it. No matter what, no matter what level you're at, if you're playing senior, uh, intermediate, junior, or junior B or junior C, I think any county girl in the country is doing that same commitment because they're probably playing county football, county camogie, and if they're not playing both of them, they're probably playing club football and club camogie. So if I find myself looking at my club team, my club are very, very, very uh, good to me and to any of the girls that are playing county camogie. They're, they're very um, understanding in terms of they don't expect this to be a training. But I know um, there's other girls that will be playing club camogie and club football as well as county camogie. And they're under serious pressure to try and make every training and every uh, game. And I suppose it's different depending on what club or county you're with, but that's still something that needs to be probably addressed in terms of the amount of, of commitment that's required from girls and what's expected from them, from their personal lives as well. It's, it's a lot to be expected. Being out injured, what kind of a supporter are you? I try my best. In fairness, I wasn't actually at the game today, which killed me. Uh, the girls were playing down in Carlo, and I had to work actually today. Um, and even any of the games, that I've been at every league game um, since I've been out with my, I broke my thumb um, in a challenge game before the league started, which is really, really, really annoying. Um, mm. But at the not out game, I am the worst supporter in the world because all I want to do is go on the pitch and play. Yeah, so it kills me every single time that I'm at a, at a game. Um, but in fairness to the girls, it, it'd be different if they were going out and they were losing every game, but they're not. They're going out and winning, so it's, it's probably an easier uh, sideline to be on. Um, but no, I hate. I can't. I can't bear. Jane, what's the expectation with me this year? Is is it to, 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 to regain tier one status, or is it just kind of I suppose play as well as possible and see where where, where it takes you? Well, no, I think we we want to be division. We want to win division two. I think that's the ultimate uh, from the start of the year. That's the aim. And then for uh, championship, we obviously want to compete, which I don't think there's any reason why we can't. And I would. I know from a, a team perspective, I think we're we're aiming to try and get to quarterfinal, semifinal, and I don't think there's any reason why we can't. Uh, obviously, in, this, in the senior ranks, it's so so much more competitive than the intermediate. But 
I still don't believe there's any reason why we can't compete to try and get to the semi-final. Um, but obviously it's a it's a it's an uphill battle. But I don't think we're a million miles off either. Good, and it'll obviously be, be fantastic to go into that off the back of, of a couple of victories in the league. You know, when you compare it then to last year, obviously, yeah, winning is the yeah. hardest, and like, you you fell out of that habit last year, but you're very much back into the groove of it now. Exactly, like last year was tough, and I suppose it's probably more a bit of a mental battle as well. Like winning is a is a mentality, and once you get a couple of wins under your belt, like I think when we won the intermediate um, intermediate uh, All Ireland, we had like, we won. Uh, I actually don't know what the total number of games it was, but we won a lot of the games in a row. And um, when it comes to 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 playing on at the senior level, when we're playing better teams, it, a part of it. And probably a big part of it is the mentality and the mental battle of trying to make sure that you can get girls right and you can get uh, the mentality right going out to play a game. That's, that's half the battle. Like, the talent is there. It's just trying to get girls to believe that they can do it. And I've no doubt in, in me, and I've, I've said this for the last few years, we have the talent is just trying to get people to believe that they can do it and then trying to get everybody to in fairness, you probably need to start to line when you're playing the likes of Cork and Kilkenny and, and the, the bigger teams, but there's, there's not a massive amount of difference between us and maybe the next few teams. Like, we, we played Dublin on a number of occasions and challenges, and we're not a million miles off them. We've beaten them. They've beaten us. It's kind of gone both ways. Same with the likes of, of, of any other team in the senior championship. So there's there's no reason why if you can't get your mentality right, why you can't why you can't compete? You know, so-called smaller counties or weaker counties, you know, they're all sometimes they're as good as other counties, but they have this kind of mentality, you know, that they don't believe in themselves, and it's kind of like a mental block. Yeah, no, in fairness, and like I, I think that's that's the same with any any senior team or any intermediate team. When you when you go up a rung or go up a division. Like, there is going to be a mentality going, are we good enough? Are we able for this? But at the end of the day, it's 15 against 15. If you can, if you can get the mentality right and if you can get the setup right, there's no reason why any 15 girls against another 15 girls can't compete against each other. And obviously, you have to have the skill and you have to have the talent and you have to have the fitness. But if you've got the fitness right and you've got the skill right, at the end of the day, it's all a mental battle. Lauren, can you just picture Jane's uh, captain's talk before a match? I'd say she's talking absolutely anyway, and that's for, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you've got you've got a great you've got a great attitude, and that's all all what it's, it's about. Jane as well is having that attitude and having that little bit of belief. I don't know about that, but okay. At the moment, because I haven't been able to play, it's killing me, and I would just love to be able to play, and I'm hoping. Fingers crossed or thumbs crossed that I'll be back for if we do hopefully get to a league final. But we'll, we'll we'll see how we go. It must be frustrating. How would you be, Laura, now if you were watching from the sidelines? Oh, like I, I had to retire a couple of years ago, given some uh, career um, objective, I suppose. And oh my God, it kills me. I can't go to a match. And yeah. the first year that I uh, retired, they got to the. the the league final and I had to just go to a different county I couldn't even bear to be there and I remember sitting in the car ball and I started crying that I was missing it so I completely understand Jane it's absolutely mm. cruel 
uh, and I suppose yours is, 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 is inflicted upon you. It's not something that you've decided. So it, I'm sure it's 10 times worse because your head wants to be there. Um, so I can completely, uh, completely understand. Well, listen, Jane, you said that you hope to be back for a league final. We hope to see Mead in the league final and uh, we'll be following you all the way. Listen, thanks so much, ladies, for joining me this evening. Um, Jane, you're out for a meal and we took you away from your meal, so go back and enjoy that. Um, we'll be back next weekend to talk all things ladies football. So until then, slán go fall.